0: welcome to dbc this is don the dad with all the questions joined by the usual co-host of course the sailor the big bro andy say hey
1: hello everybody. how are we all doing?
0: Not too bad there he is. okay, Andy, let's jump straight to it. um our special guest today. do you want to give us a quick intro who you've brought into the pod?
1: I can do. I'm very excited with this one. I've got this uh, lovely young lady uh, called Leah who does football um and she's been doing it from quite a quite a young age and it's she uh, it's very interesting to hear the story I think that she's going to bring to us as well with the whole football thing. um so with further ado, I just want to say, Welcome, Leah, to the DBC. if you'd like to say hello.
2: Hello. Hello, everyone.
0: There she is. Hello, hello. Welcome, Leah. How's, how are you today?
2: I'm feeling great. I've just won my, my game today, 5-0. Brilliant. Scored a oh. header, so oh, wow. feeling good.
0: Oh, In my days, when you score a header, it's game over. You always win. You're always the winning team yep. when you score that. Excellent. That's great. And being football football fanatics we're we're really excited to have you and and speaking to you about uh football or soccer as we know it this this part of the world mm-hmm. um football so look
3: always
0: is. yeah and look we've had so many requests to have more girls on this pod right because yeah. you know they, we've had a lot of guests that's um always the, the male size so we've finally delivered so excited to have this conversation so leah are you ready to answer some questions about you
2: of course, fire away.
0: Okay, so well, what we usually do is we do some quick fire questions just to warm up. So, um, I guess let's start simple. If I had to ask your family how they would describe Leah, how what do you think they'd say?
2: My father told me I'm I've, I'm very athletic minded, uh, very active, and my mum would describe me as caring and hardworking.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, and then your happy rating this week out of ten
2: nine
0: oh wow brilliant nice and positive okay yeah so apart from football what do you what's your hobbies
2: uh starting to play golf so I'm, I've been traveling around the world I recently just come back from Dubai I was with Niall Haran um Declan Rice I saw the other week um so a lot of traveling around the world and seeing different places every week walking the golf course um I also like singing um, playing, playing music in the car, just singing my heart out. I also just like every, every different sport. I, I try to embrace what sport is and, and I also like swimming and just relaxing. So just having a bit of everything really and just enjoying my time.
0: Brilliant! Um, multi-talented there. You're making us feel bad. We hardly do anything in comparison to you. Um, okay. Uh, favorite uh, singing your heart out. So favorite song then? I've got to
3: ask.
2: Favorite song? Um, I think it would be Ed Sheeran because I've just watched him um in Dubai and the concert, and I've always sang this song quite well. It's called Perfect.
0: Nice, Good song, that he's a great musician though. yeah he can do everything um okay yeah. favorite netflix show that you've watched recently
3: oh
2: that's a good one well, it's a hard one actually i feel like if it was filipino i'm from the philippines so it's gonna be good girl if it was mm-hmm. um a nice. favorite netflix netflix show oh i think the squid games i don't know it's not a show but i think that's quite exciting
0: yeah okay and what about movies have you watched any recent good movies
2: oh movies i like rush hour you know a bit of jackie chan
0: yeah nice
1: now we're talking (laughs) classic
2: (laughs) okay
0: all right and what about your favorite go-to food
2: Chicken and rice. You can never go <laughs> you wrong with rice. Cannot
0: go wrong with that. Yeah. You can tell you from bowl, the field. All the way.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like you like to travel as well. What about your favorite holiday destination that stands out for you?
2: I think the best holiday. I, I do live in luxury at the moment. I've been going to Dubai four times. But the best place I've ever been to is actually Morocco really? in Agadir. because someone I just has come been back there.
3: From there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, people there are just so talented, gifted and in, in football, and they're very friendly and heartwarming.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I had the same feeling when I was there last week, actually. Just so nice, the people, and the, the, everyone's just playing football everywhere.
0: Sounds like oh, we cool. need yeah. we need another episode yeah. just on Morocco, then. Yeah. yeah,
1: they but actually I, they celebrated losing when they lost to South Africa. They still <laughs> celebrated, and we're up until 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning.
3: Yeah. Yeah, brilliant.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant.
3: Brilliant. it was crazy I loved it
0: okay yeah. brilliant and then um, I guess the last uh, fire, quick five questions favourite football player <laughs> Steven
3: Gerard, oh
2: Steven Gerrard because he told okay. me I was physically fit nice. because he thought I biked it from Manchester to Liverpool so I met J- Stephen Gerrard in Costa and Jordan Henson
0: Brilliant. No. so I probably know the answer to this then who's your favourite football team
2: Liverpool for now, yeah. No. Okay. I, I've always been a Liverpool fan. And okay. if anyone got something against me, then I could slide tackle them back.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Nice. I think I think we need to cancel this right now then, shall we, this pod. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh- <laughs> right, I'm
1: just going to add another quick fire question in there. Who's your favourite <laughs> female football player as well?
2: Oh, that's great. Mm. Um, I think it'll be Ellen White because whenever I did a celebration when I was little, I tried to do the the goggle kind of celebration <laughs> and oh,
3: yeah. just nice. yeah so oh. ellen
0: white ellen white yeah. is retired now right is that right can
2: i say sam kerr as well because how amazing her backflips are
0: oh yes oh, uh, my oh. uh my daughter will be happy with you saying yeah. that yeah that's good but ellen, El, yeah ellen white is retired now right is, is that right i know yeah, So, who's, I your favorite, so yeah. who's your favorite from the lionesses at the moment
2: Oh Leah Will- Williams. Yeah, Leah yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, good, nice. actually.
0: Yeah, good leader. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think she plays for mm. Arsenal, I think, doesn't she? Mm. Okay, good, good. All right, so let's jump into the main event then, hey? sure uh, Andy, do you want to take it away?
1: Yeah, sure. So, well, first question I want to know is if you can just share the journey, um, how you got into football, and do you, are you still classed as a Port Vale player or are you fully a Doveridge
2: Ladies play so' I've, so I've started building that football history in terms of building connections but I'm on lo- I loaned out from Port Vale due to personal issue yeah. personal reasons and you know that club it did mean a lot to me but I had to step away from that club and i I sucked with Doveridge um a lot of the good reviews from the coach they know me from Past experience, I scored against them basically, so they wanted me, and um, they needed like an attacker, a winger, uh, and I'm playing mid midfield now. Um, So I end up being at Doveridge because I wanted to travel out, and I've I like staying at hotels, and when I play there, I can always relax at the weekend and explore different places. To be honest, football to me it's almost like an escape, you know. You you travel out and you kick a ball and you just feel happy, you know. even okay. even if it's just, you know, a Sunday league and it could be anything, as long as you're passionate about what you're doing. Being being called professional, it's almost like you're not you're not getting paid for this amount, but you you're getting paid to increase your health so for me it's health as well so i've always lived that's up you, to that you're
1: rich in health by doing it then it's you're yeah. happier in yeah. life that's good then. yeah as i like, said you was uh obviously you're a, a filipino you was said you was born in the philippines you came over here when you was five did you say
2: yeah yeah
1: uh, how did you get as a Filipina girl living in the philippines where football was pretty non-existent when you was five years old there to coming to loving football?
2: I think the first challenges was adapting to the British culture because, yeah. you know, they just say it how it is and the, people people like picking on you when when you look different. And yeah. I think when I first started in primary school, I remember the the boys didn't really include me into their games. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go straight in, just knock, knock the ball out of your feet and I'll shove you. You know, I'm going show to them, show them what I'm made of because it's almost like they weren't going to include me, so I'm going to have to do something about it. So I, I kind of just mm-hmm. shoulder barged my way in, and just played the game, and the ball basically rolled into my foot, my ankles, when I was five, when I was doing the assembly. And I thought, oh, this oh, looks yeah. quite good, you know. I might have a good, a good kick. And I, I really like the feeling when you kick a ball. It's almost like power, you know. you got power. Yeah. And then I like getting to know, to know people and I like playing with the boys. I didn't like hanging out with the girls really because they're just too much gossip and drama. I like how boys almost just do everything in action. That's why I hanged out with the boys growing up really. And I've always stood up for myself if anyone was racist or they tell me to go back to my own country or. Or you can't join us because of my color, of my skin, or because of where I'm from, or how I speak. I would just say, yep. you know what? Don't do the talking, do the doing, you know, just play and I'll show you what, what I'm made of. So I think that's why I gain a lot of confidence from sports.
1: With football, it's a very, you've got to show, you can't hide behind anything when you play with the football. You get in there, you do it, like you're saying there, when you're around the boys, it's, it's all about doing. Whereas in football, you're doing it there. So I can understand why you, you know, you like the idea of football there, and going on to the next question with that as well. It's um, you've just spoke a little bit about it. There'd be a lot of challenges for you as a female uh, in football, and also as a Filipina. You know, being from a different culture, looking very different to anyone else. That is the you were saying, like there was a bit of racism. It's your confidence within yourself as well. Did did that happen a lot or did it only happen when you was a kid or when you was a bit older, did that, that carry on the same way?
2: I think it was more of a challenge growing up when I was younger because there was not a lot of Asian almost background coming into the yep. football world or not many Asian girls were playing football in school. So if they seen a difference of, you know, a different colour of skin of a female girl playing football. It's almost like, oh, you shouldn't really be here. You know, you shouldn't really be fitting in this group or it's just something different, you know? So some people are not used yeah. to that or yeah, people are scared know.
1: of different. So,
2: yeah. Mm. And so, people what don't about have... your
1: confidence with that one. Then though, did it, did it affect your confidence while you was doing that or did it make you more determined or, you
2: know, I play, I play better than I'm better when I have challenges in life, when, when someone tells me you know horrible things, I actually do a lot better. you know I've always tell tell my partner to you know keep encouraging me or other people to keep yeah. encouraging me even if it's like um almost like constructive criticism, which is great. Yeah. But if when I was little it wasn't even constructive it was almost like, oh you can't join us because of this and I, and yeah. that proved to me just I had to kind of fight for it.
1: Did it make you want to do it more?
2: Yeah, yeah, it did.
1: Yeah, so you're just saying then about the criticism as well. So like, what was it like getting criticism from other players and from your peers? So like, obviously you have coaches and things like that as well. Is it? How did you find it from from that side of it as well?
2: I think it's more of the understanding part because English is my fourth language. So I speak three dialects of the Philippines and then English is my fourth. So when I was little, it was almost like processed. So it had to go slower. But now it's almost like very quick. Everything is so quick that I can even deliver it like a Mm. fast motion. And I don't have to think about what I'm going to say because it's going to come naturally. I suppose you think English now. Yeah. I think my biggest improvement was listening to others. I think people didn't, Realize how hard it is for me to listen to them, especially, especially because I wasn't born here. So yeah. for them, it's like, oh, you should listen more, Leah. Like listen to what I'm saying, my instructions, and how you're gonna do it. But f- for myself, it was more of a challenge because I had to multitask and process things through. And I did that. I can deliver that now. But when I was little. You know, my first word was actually red lion, which is a pub, believe it or not. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> it was the first word I could say because it was so easy. Yep. And yeah. I think and- football is just a nice, it's a nice way of learning, of learning about others.
0: Yeah, and can I jump yeah. in here because I can totally yeah, relate yeah. to this because yes. um, I, I came over to England when I was seven. So that that idea of communication fitting in and everything, totally remember that. And it sounds like that you use football as like a way, as an outlet to almost go, oh, I don't need to think about and process communication. I'm just, it's, it's an action. It's just about trying to play get involved yeah. and, and you use that as like your way in right um so it's it's a positive out outlet that you get to to do if you like so there's and th- those challenges that you faced they're um very relatable to a lot of people so that's that's brilliant um did you have anything else Andy before I go into my questions
1: um no I'll say go on to it you just reminded <laughs> me about something with yourself as a kid then as well you said you like you played football and you got noticed by the lads yeah. um, because you dived on concrete when played football. So you you went that like as like Leah was saying. Then you had to go in hard and show that you could do this and do more than what the next the other person was doing. So yeah. it's, it's quite how you've both gone through the same thing even though it's different generations as well
0: yeah yeah I mean the communication is universal for sport right because you don't need to actually ask about what how do you do this and and ask so many tactical questions it's about just going which team am I on oh I'm going to go in there I'm going to go for the ball and and you're just in it right so it's also so natural and so present so um I want to just take it back a couple of steps and you say that you're playing for Doveridge LFC at the moment. Um, So can you just yeah. give us a little bit more um details about for people that are not familiar with the, I guess, hierarchy of the league, but where does Doveridge fit in comparison to like the, the league structure?
2: So that would be West Midlands division one. So Port Vale was sitting just above Doveridge. So I went below, below the league because of my traveling commitments with golf. Um, but before that I've stayed with Port Vale FC for five years. So that was full time as well as working as a physiotherap like in the physiotherapy center. Yeah. So the reason why I've gone down one, because I've just had too much of a commitment with work and traveling. Um, but Doveridge is great. They're they're really open in and um, very welcoming. The coach right now is Nick Harris. He's um one of the coaches there, and Alan Barnett. They're really good, Um very welcoming in terms of just making sure you feel mentally good, physically good, and it's a whole unit of a team. Whereas the feeling at Port Vale, it's almost like. I was fighting my position every single week, and I had to keep going and get minutes. But I wasn't, I wasn't recognised as a person. Yeah. How much I gave into that club?
3: Yeah. If okay. I'm honest,
2: I gave, gave everything in that club more than more than enough. I did right. private sessions one to one, um. But it's you know the Super Women's League. It's it's way above. I have friends that play for Liverpool. I've had friends that play for Man United. So that's a lot higher.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. I don't get paid for what I do right now, just to be clear. Um, yeah. But I'm going to be sure that I'm going to open up to my world where I'll get involved in the Philippines national team and just make sure that they know about me. I'd had an interview in the past, um, but that's right. that's international work. Well, as a women's world it's a, almost like regions. so you've got west midlands um east midlands so you've got different regions and then you've got the hierarchy in terms of um Manchester united and yeah. big clubs like chelsea oh, yeah.
3: brilliant so,
0: okay and then so what do you do in terms of your other um job then to um
3: support this
2: so i work in nantwich um so that's in cheshire yeah and and crew as well so i work in the physiotherapy center Mm -hmm. i've been working there for almost three years after graduating from salford university so i've helped lots of people in terms of knee injuries back injuries ankle so from head to toe um, i demonstrate therapeutic therapy skills in terms of sport massage helping them to do rehabilitation exercises lifting i can help them lift in the gym in terms of weights and um, squats deadlifts you if you say it i can do it brilliant. and i can also help them in their journey uh, i've got a lot of private private clients in different areas and um yeah i mainly do that as a whole, like monday to friday and i have the yeah. weekend off to play football or golf
0: yeah. brilliant so it's okay really busy Great. And then um going back to when you first um got that ball rolled to your feet, um, you realised that you <laughs> wanted to get, you know, into this. But that was like a lot of people, you kind of go, oh, this is a hobby. But when did it turn into more than just a hobby for you? What was that moment?
2: It was a moment that there was a lack of funding in the in the women's sector. It was almost like a fight or flight. More girls were almost stuck to their phone you know trying to please the boys trying to get attention for the boys whereas I'm in the corner trying to fight a boy in the corner with the football (laughs) (laughs) trying to slide tackle them head of the ball bump it bump into them I feel like I just had a different type of fun and I just wanted to just show more of what you can do outside of you know your work and The reason why I actually want to do this more than just a hobby is to help other people, to inspire more women, to inspire younger girls, to focus. And you don't need other people to please you. You need to work on yourself. Work on yourself and everything else will come into you. And you can make money out of sports. You can do football coaching. You can get paid by doing freestyling work. I've won £1,000 um, in terms of freestyling. I do a lot of outside nice. work. Of, um, I do post a lot of exercising videos and kick your peas. Rainbow Flicks is my favourite move. It's my signature move. Um, nice. So in Manchester, there was a competition. I was very stressed with my exams. And there's an article about it at the Port Vale website. Um, I won a, it's called £1,000 Port Vale if you Google it. And in terms of that, I just did, um, I, I kind of like did the press-up. I was pressing up about maybe a few, few times and I had a ball behind my head. So I was juggling a ball just behind, behind my back while I was doing some press-ups and I can clap while doing the press-ups. And i can't I just, even do it
0: without a ball
2: <laughs> so, yeah.
3: so it sounds like it sounds like this
0: uh yeah as soon as you found football it also opened up more doors as well to other things right and you mentioned yeah, about yeah. school and like fitting in with all the other kids especially mostly boys right um but mm-hmm. did that drive it sounded like that you just wanted to you know get your hands dirty there jump in there where did that drive come from to just go and chase this was there anyone that was really influential to you that um, that made you do that?
2: I think it's just more of an annoyance and anger from the boys. <laughs> because they just yeah. didn't let me play. And I was like, if you don't let me play, you're either going to kick the ball at you or grab it off you or tell the teacher. But mm-hmm. it didn't get to that point because I was just dribbling the ball quite fast. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just proving people wrong. I think that was the biggest... Okay. Biggest uh, element of my life.
0: And what about the support network around you from your parents and family when you started going yeah. oh, I wanted to I wanted to take this up oh. professionally or whatever what was that like?
2: To be honest, it's been 50/50. I had my father who was very supportive. Um he even he even got into trouble at work from taking me back and forth to Macclesfield city because Macclesfield was my first contract <laughs> when I was very young. 'Cause I was got scouted at school. They wanted me to travel out and you know, see how I go. And I joined um be active clubs and they were watching yep. my moves and it's almost like I just wanted that support from my, my family. And my dad was the one that um really got into it. Uh I got him a free hotel stay in Arsenal. That was his he always boasts about this one, like, oh my daughter did this and she got, She was in a newspaper so it, it almost brings light to me that my father's very proud of me and my um my work um my my mother is actually against football she doesn't like me getting hurt. she doesn't want to see me be in pain um fair enough yeah <laughs> it's very motherly isn't well. it that <laughs>
3: that's
0: it it's always a it's a hard balance that between yeah. between the two yeah okay yeah. I assume that your dad is a football fan and your mum isn't, right?
2: Real, to be honest, my father isn't, in terms of football fan, he's, he just knows Steven Gerrard and a few people, okay. but he doesn't really practice the football culture i think yeah. he just sees me happy and if i'm happy Brilliant. he's happy yeah my mother doesn't like the laundry load because <laughs> when i was little all my clothes were all <laughs> muddy and i had so many clothes to wash and so many games oh. to go to so i think it was the burden burden of the
3: okay game oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah
0: <laughs> well yeah I mean there was a there was a moment where I thought I wanted to go you know uh, more than a hobby with with soccer but I think yeah I think after a while if if you don't kind of get that it is it takes a lot from the parents to also influence you yeah. I think, as well to kind of um you know take you to all the games and stuff and then it all has to click as well Okay yeah. so apart from your family then uh, what usually happened is that you get spotted in school or games or whatever was there a particular yeah. teacher or coach that really um influenced your path to this
2: yeah it would we would have to be um, the female um, pe teacher called miss schultz um she she went to um we w- I went to school in St Margaret Ward in Tunstall, where Robbie Williams went, so it's a it's a school in Burslem, um, yep. and it's it's a small school, but the the team that we had was very strong at the time. I had many um experiences of traveling, and one of the big tournaments was actually beating all the schools in the local area, and we did that, so we won the regional. You no, know, we went to Arsenal for. To, to compete against all the big schools and that was on Disney Channel, so it was oh, nice. it was a big it was a big opportunity to show what I can do and I can remember that day it was the best best time of my life actually when I was little because the food,
1: what was that one called again doing, sorry that show
2: I don't remember I think it was Disney football event for like schools I can't oh. remember but it was it was a very good opportunity so i can't remember it's a long time ago but i've, I've i think i've forwarded you my uh, newspaper article so yeah,
0: it should be on
1: there
2: really good that's yeah. great <laughs>
0: um okay and then my last question about your past here is um do you recall your best game that you ever played and the best goal that you ever scored
2: oh I remember when I was little, we went to a place in Moss Farm. So that was like a frozen pitch most days because England is absolutely bad for weather, you know? It's just. <laughs> terrible. not the Philippines.
0: Yeah. I think that's I always what put me told. off. That's why I retired in the winter months. I was yeah. like, I can't do this.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that very pitch, I always loved doing rainbow flicks. When I was little, I think I had more confidence in term- terms of just skills and. I wanted to flick that ball over someone's head, you know, and just run with it and just get a goal in that net. So I think that was probably my favorite memories, actually. When I was little, it was actually flicking the ball over people and just getting that goal in in that little moss farm area. It was always be a big travel when I was little. But when I'm a little bit older in terms of the game, it's almost... The best goal I ever scored was, I think, I think it would have to be when I completed the West Midlands regional and national level with my Newcastle Underline college team. I think we were just passing the ball around and just having that goal, I passed it in and I just had a good moment of it. You know, it's yeah, a good it's team a very, goal. Was it a good, good team, team goal? goal? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: you can't yeah. beat you can't beat it when it's like that because you just everybody's involved. Everybody feels like they're part <laughs> of the goal, and you just yeah. everyone joins in, don't they? With it, it's such a great feeling when that happens. Brilliant.
2: It is. I've okay. had a fluke of a goal as well at Dunbridge. You know, when you you cross it in, it feels so good that it went so powerful it it went to the top left corner so i was like oh yeah i did that on purpose definitely yeah everyone said like, did you mean <laughs> yeah. that
0: did you mean that and it's like yeah of course you always meant no. it top <laughs> bins top bins <laughs> okay um um that's pretty much the past uh question so andy do you want to take us through a bit more of focus more on the present questions for leah uh
1: yeah sure so obviously now like i say you're you, you Obviously, you don't just play football, you play your golf and you do your physiotherapy and other things. But how do you balance the cultural influences for like from the Philippines with your experiences of the sport and everything else here in the UK? Because obviously the Philippines is very different and you've got a mother and father that are both Filipino. And the, the expectations I find from Filipino parents are, are quite different and quite a bit more demanding as well, I find. How have you managed to balance all that with the cultural influences here and incorporated it?
2: Work ethic is high. So you've got to give everything service. For me, it's always going over and beyond and helping other people. Um, The Philippines culture is about helping other people and um, almost bringing everyone first before yourself. Yeah. And being terms of organized just having everything ready before the day begins tomorrow. like tomorrow will be you know a challenge but getting everything prepared the night before is always a big big thing Um, to balance the culture differences and how it is influenced um, education's first so filipino culture and how we go about it education is the bridge bridge to success so you have to focus on your studies and um football is always the second priority, you know. So I always try to focus on my work at the physiotherapy centre and I, I am a sports therapist in terms of in that career level I uh, at terms of being a rehabilitation specialist and I also teach Pilates, so I have to be very focused. I think the culture shows me I have to be focused on everything and be resilient,
1: yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Then I've got here. Um, obviously, without saying with the culture and the, and changing things through and adapting with it all. Do you do? Do you, have you brought any of the Philippine culture into the team with your you know your fellow teammates and everything and things like that? And the game itself, like I know, obviously the Filipinos love singing. You know, with the invented yeah. karaoke, didn't they? And that so, like, have you? you see certain parts of the culture or the food? Do you bring food? Yeah. In for oh. for the players?
2: You'll love this.
1: Uh-oh. I always make
2: the best spring rolls at the end of the season. My mother and oh, I man. make the best spring rolls in yeah. the world. So I've got this secret recipe, and you would like to know, but I would never tell you unless you you get the chance to eat the food. If I ever had my own line business or my own business, it would be a spring roll business because mm-hmm. I always try to deliver the best Filipino food on the table. You know, everyone loves food, so it's the best. Yeah. Um, way to make friends and enjoy your football game afterwards and I like singing, to be honest, a lot of my um, my fellow Port Vale friends as well, they always ask me to sing going to the game, so in the bus we we'll yeah. always sing songs and to be honest nice. I always sing classic 80s I'm an old soul so nice. I like to sing them ones and I like I to belt long it long out with yeah, yeah. I, I belt it out in in the van with everyone else. So, Brilliant. yeah, singing and food.
3: Excellent. That's good actually,
1: because then your the, the culture and you being a Filipina is probably brought out a little bit more from from the people that are there that are not used to that. Because in our culture, if you if you start singing in public, you, everyone thinks you're weird. But as <laughs> a Filipino, it's you you walk around the mall and there's probably you'll probably see ten different people stood outside of a stall singing on a microphone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice
1: to actually see you bringing that in and showing people. It's okay to do this. You know, it's fine to, you know, be part of it all and enjoy everything. That's really good that. That's and I nice think- that you've Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So, next question for you Leah I've got is um it's just about how your identity as a Filipina has shaped The you know you in football the experiences you have within the football community. So like obviously when you first started as doing football when you were a kid there was a lot of you can't do this you can't do that you're a girl you're a girl you don't look the same. How do you think now it it feels as a Filipina in that environment in football?
2: I think it's more welcoming and they can almost open the doors to you more. In terms of the World Cup has helped and the coverage on the television of different women across the world bringing their talent in. I think part of my identity as a Filipina is the friendliness I give, the warmth of my smile. So just basically being friendly and kind to everyone, that was my biggest um, outlook and basically helping other people when I have chance. Um, Part of my discovery of Helping other people was actually from university. I always played football on the pitch and I did a lot of litter picking um, in terms of during the pandemic. And I've always got involved with the community wherever, wherever, wherever I am. I always try my best to help around.
1: Nice. That's good then. So you just like the I get the vibe from you now is like if I was playing football with you, I'd be like, I like that person. I want to play football with that person because, you know, they're a happy person. I feel like you'd actually have a really nice game playing with you as well, so it'd be... Unless it'd be... unless
0: you're unless you a boy that don't let her play the game, then she will slide tackle you, right? So remember Well, that. well that's... Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, she'd have it. When, remember, well, yeah. I forgot remember... When we used to play at uh, Bury on the Seven Aside pitches, what was the girl called that played with us?
0: I think she was called that's Steph. Steph. Yeah.
1: Steph, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Steph. I remember Steph coming in and playing with us all, and it was quite. Not many girls played in any other teams, but we had a girl playing with us, and it was it was it was great, and it was fun. And if we if we did try and take the Mickey out of her, she did exactly the same thing, and she'd just come and slide tackle and take our legs out as well, yeah. which was quite fun. So it's nice mm-hmm. that actually, though, as I said, as a Filipina, you're bringing like the cultural side of it there and showing how how nice and how much of a smile filipinos and filipinas have in general and you know it's so i said they always want to help it's part of the culture as well so being part of that team it feels like you actually help that team bond together as well with them in there yeah it's it's, it's nice to do that so obviously with playing football on here now what impact do you feel it's had with like your personal to professional life because you said obviously you're You've got another profession as well, like right? but you do golf, you do the physiotherapy and everything, and then also the your personal side of it with football. How do you find that is? Do you do you still have more male friends because of it? Or do the are the, the women more into it now because of more life coverage?
2: I think it impacts you as a person in terms of your everyday work, so you're more confident as a person. You're willing to do more things because you've got stamina to do everything. You, yeah. You're more like more likely to make friends everywhere you go, from female to males. Males understand you more because you can relate to their story. I can talk to anybody anywhere in the, in the room, even if they're in the hierarchy. If they had any in terms of business, I can talk to them. So everywhere around the world I go, I can jet set anywhere I can speak to anyone with full confidence and in terms of work it's perfect for me because my first interview after graduating from Salford was after the pandemic so everyone was so scared to find a job after that
3: yeah but the
2: first first job interview I've had I sweeped it and I had it in my hand because they knew I, I played for Port Vale and I I did that full-time. I was very committed into the sport. I can I'm more likely to do better if you if you're more organized and you have a drive. I think if you play sports, you've got this inner power to do everything you can to to win in life. So I think it comes Absolutely, in practice yeah. when you keep practicing more you get you get where you want to be.
1: It's a very nice thing that I say it's coming through and the impact of football and from other sports and yourself with it. So it's it's been a very good thing for you in your life. So yeah, and also so the other thing I want to say is uh, a question like um, if you can highlight like the initiatives or causes you're passionate about with it. Um, you did say to us actually before we started that you've done a few Zoom calls um, with the Philippines and helping like kids in school and and relief and and foundations. Could you give us a little bit more insight into things like that?
2: So the project was This Girl Can. So this girl can do anything she wants if she puts her mind into it. So the girls were going to this school, and they they come from that school in terms of just learning about um, the women's cycle. It could be anything about women's sport. So they called me in, they invited me, um, to do the talk because I did post a lot of football videos on my socials. I'm on Instagram. Um, I've got a lot of followers who follow me in my, my journey. And I posted this one video and it went everywhere in the Philippines in terms of just coaching. So, but I like, I love, love, love helping other people in terms of inspiring people. Um, and the children were the ones uh, that I really want to work with because that's where you, that's where you start. So the branches yeah. of that tree was
1: you got to do the grassroots. From... Yeah, say, yeah. Sorry. So is that is that a Filipino based thing or is it a British English based thing? This this girl can.
2: No, it's a Filipino founder. Um, so I did projects with This Girl Can, and they basically wanted the female football player to speak to the children in the school and oh, yeah. it could be located anywhere and they just want someone to speak to and they wanted to to know what it was like living here in the UK because it will be different and i'm very lucky and very grateful to have my family here who, who got us over here my mom's a nurse so that's why i came over here to england because yeah. my mom's worked really hard and my two sisters are nurses and I mainly work in the medical profession as well, so, so we're here to help other people. Yeah, so,
1: so it um, keeps but, you yeah. slightly happy because you've still got the medical side.
2: Yeah, and,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's you a always, <laughs> a, yeah, you always have to keep the mom happy, that
2: especially yeah. the Filipino yeah. you gotta mom. Make, okay, you've got to make your mother proud
0: that's yeah. it that's
1: really nice actually that you you're also giving back at the same time on other things with it something that you're passionate about with the courses and probably hopefully you're going to help bring a lot more other filipinas and not just filipinas a lot of girls around the world into football more now because it just seems like it's getting bigger and bigger and i won't be surprised yeah. if it overtakes quite a lot of the male football eventually so that's it's really good that have okay. you got something yeah. else you want to add Don?
0: yeah okay so um i'm switching gears a little bit now on the actual game day i'm interested in game day right um, how do you prep for game days you said it was important to get things sorted um a night before but take me through a week before game day what do what do you do diet rituals uh, music that you're gonna sing in, on the coach you know that type of stuff
2: so i work monday to friday um, and my my coping mechanism is actually the sauna. So sauna is promoting health. It's helping your respiratory and your your I mental health. So sauna is the best. Um,
3: yeah.
2: And Ronaldo does it. Everyone does it in terms of that high arcade performance. And I go to the steam room as well. I do only twenty lengths. I'm not that crazy on the pool. I'm just doing to to relax my mind. Um, I basically go to the gym twice a week. I do leg press, everything that you can think of. I'm I'm in the gym with a few of my gym buddies and I just try to focus. I don't really listen to music in terms of in the gym, to be honest. I've I tr- I've tried it in the past, but I like to, to actually do a lot of thinking and try to listen to myself. Um, but if I did have a Spotify playlist, it would be like pre-game day Drake, um, some rap songs. But sometimes it could be—it's oh, hard to say about music because I am such an eighties nineties. I like hey, 20s There's nothing wrong music. with eighties. Yeah. yeah, I'm i
3: yeah. I'm just. You're the eighties rap music. music was massive. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah like listen we to it, Eminem. I just yeah. love like hardcore music, just get you motivated, like unwritten, like. Okay.
0: So, are you more? Do you focus more on chilling out before a game day, or do you find that you want to get motivated and get worked up?
2: Bit of both. You got to find that balance because mm. sometimes I've been so stressed at work that I need to go to the gym and hit a few punch bags, or I need to go swimming. I'm a very active person. There's nothing stopping me. You can, yeah. you can get something in front of me. I, I will literally just go over it and yeah. go so, to the side and try yeah. my best to keep going.
0: So staying active yeah. definitely helps. And then I remember those yeah. times when me and Andy used to go to the gym. We'd we'd do the uh, length of the pool and then the sauna and the steam room. You feel so much better after it, eh? Um, oh, when you much do that, thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. what about what about diet? What what's your kind of so, diet plan there?
2: So. Mainly my diet as a Filipino is seafood, rice, chicken. Mm. I like fried food as well, like yeah. spring rolls, anything you could think of. My mom makes the best soup. My dad makes the best seafood. I'm very lucky as a person. My my family gives me the best variety, dietitian of food. Mm. Yeah. I'm very strict on my parents because my my father's um recently still not allowed to eat a lot of fatty food and um, he had a su- surgery to to focus on his diet so he's a Goldstone removed so nope. if my advice to everyone listening to this podcast look after your parents because you're gonna make sure that they, they live longer so yeah. my 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 food is basically seafood before the 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 game game day are not on game day it would be have to be like a light meal like a, a banana and a yeah. porridge yeah um yeah Something like that, but in the past, my father, <laughs> my father will go all out. He's like, "You better eat some rice and some chicken, and you gotta eat this, you gotta eat that." I said that yeah, I just to
3: sure. yeah, yeah. You gotta make By sure you don't life. eat too much. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> your tip, your tip for game day is not over indulge. Yeah. It's it's about um actually just taking light meals, there the right the right meal. Okay,
2: that yeah. Great. Um, something that I wanted everyone to also focus on is even if you're not a religious person um, everyone has physical mental needs but there's one thing I focus on myself is spiritual needs so I have um, studying every morning so I I pray before game day Um, I have one hour of going through the bible but I translate it to filipino so I learn and maintain my language through reading the bible in tagalog with yeah. with a few people that are still learning tagalog so it helps me maintain my culture is actually learning the bible and in, in filipino yeah. and uh, i'm I not just... the perfect person in the world by the way i'm terrible sometimes but i try my best to to keep it keep it going by feeding my spiritual needs
0: yeah, and it's massive, isn't it, in the Philippines, the spiritual side of things. So that's that's great. Yeah, that you're keeping up with that. Okay, and what about take me through some game day stories, but you know, behind the scenes, dressing rooms. Can you remember something um, that stands out for you?
2: So music's very important in terms of the change rooms. Like everyone's put their favorite playlists onto the into the Spotify playlist before the game starts. So so that's the biggest part is getting a big speaker like, bigger than your forehead, like, massive, you know? And then that will help you just get in the mood. And then tactic is marking who are the key players, who are your oppositions, watching their game beforehand. And then motivation, like, mantras, like, work for your team, like, put your heart and soul into it. Like, you got to almost bleed out for each other and help each other grow. And if someone's down, you got to help each other up. Um, yeah. Be constructive. In terms of criticism, just help people. Don't take anything personal. You know, British culture, oh my gosh, don't take anything personally. If someone's telling you something, do not cry about it. Just shut up and move on and just keep going. That's what I learned about England, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, is what it's you can just learn just from it, how isn't it? it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. So um, you touched on all those motivation techniques, and and to kind of steer all those motivations, you need a good coach, right? So what do you yeah, think? Exactly. What do you think makes a good coach? Or you know, some examples that you've been coached under?
2: It's actually finding that freedom. A good coach is recognizing the player, their personality, what trait they have, and. Being a good listener. If someone's going through a lot yeah. behind football is listening to them and not just shouting at them, but understanding their problem and almost being their friend, not just as a coach, but being someone you can rely on. You know, At the end of the day, some of us are here to have time off from our life, to switch off. We don't need anyone to shout at us. And bring us down we want someone to encourage us and help us in a positive manner and we can find that in a coach who believes in us in all in everything that we do so a coach that listens
0: that's brilliant that's a great tip and would you say that that is uh transferable as well as a captain and as a player to all your other teammates
2: yeah to listen to others in terms of their problem if they got any ideas then Why not include it in and help each other grow by giving each other constructive criticism? Like if someone, if I'm in your place, you know, tell me to shove out the way and be in my corner, you know, and listen to everyone's advice. I feel like the, the word, listen, I say it so much because I've got to do that in my own life, you know. I have clients every day that give me their problem in terms of their Pathology and the symptoms that if I can apply it on the pitch and to the coach and my peers and the football team, then I'll be a better person than I am yesterday. That one percent of being a better person is the the biggest improvement you can make.
0: Yeah, I love that because I think in the past there's this um, idea that coaches have to rant and rave on the sidelines, even parents that kind of overcoach and things. But I always remember. Like in the Fergie days, that he was known for his hairdryer treatment and stuff. But he always people that um, talk about him all also said that how much of a great man manager he is. That sometimes people don't need to be shouted at. Sometimes they just need a sh- um, you know a hand over the shoulder um, and a bit of a one to one time. Yeah, but and you also see that in the modern game now, where you know Jurgen Klopp, um, his his kind of um, relationship with his players that they bleed for him, right? Because he he puts their i guess relationship first i think so i think um in the modern day now i think that importance of listening is is massive isn't it yeah yeah um okay so in terms of i think you touched on it on how you keep on top of your fitness and your health and your diet and mm. stuff um how how else do you manage your i guess the mental side of it well being you talked about the spiritual side mm. as well uh, how how important <laughs> is this for you and in sport in general
2: oh wow mental health is a, a roller coaster you can't just be good at it you know you you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have extremely devastating news in life and you're gonna go through a lot and mental health is the biggest part of the sport of just collecting yourself and getting to know yourself I feel like I didn't know who I was when I was going through that mental health series of my life and I need I have so many friends to be honest I have so many friends that I didn't know who to go to at that time when I was dealing with it and um, I, I I even said to Port Vale and you know I'm going through some mental health well-being stuff I, I need some help and I think we need more help with that I don't think they had that we weren't even having funding for it. Um, in terms of who can help you out and who can listen to you. But I think your peers can help, you know, if you reach out to them, just reaching out to people that you trust and just getting yourself to the gym, moving around, having mental health walks. And that will help you to to get out from that stage of depression or sadness Um, work on yourself but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a difficult one that subject. But how do I help myself? Is um, I bounce back up, you know. I, I kind of I have to do it myself. I, I can't rely on other people to make me happy. I have to make myself happy.
1: Yeah, that's a very good saying. That one, I think, yeah. there. definitely it, You've got to try and control it yourself, which is easier said than done. But like I think Don says before, he he enjoys going for a walk. When if something's troubling or upsetting, it's get out, have a walk, and you you're active in doing something, and you can then take your time to think about it and 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 explain to yourself how you're going to get through it. So that's yeah, interesting to do that, definitely. Yeah, and it's
0: the is I guess it's all that um you know basic positive habits that you try to balance. It's all about balance, isn't it? Um, but it's really yeah. every everyone's journey on that is is really different but I love the I think circling back to you know the good coach listening um you know even the the way the women's soccer story has kind of got more exposure over recent years same as mental health has got more exposure as well so they're all kind of intertwined I think and they all kind of all all connected together so that's that's great there's there's a lot more focus on that and even your story as well. Okay.
1: It's one Can good thing that comes through with it, with women playing football and being in the sport, is women are more open to talking than men yeah. normally are. So I think it does help with that side. Yeah. Okay. Can I
2: just add about um, in terms of ACL injuries, so the increased amount of injuries in the women's sport, um, we're having a lot of um, training in terms of the coaches. So at yeah. Port Vale, which was really good in terms of coaching, development is the coaches were getting to know about the women's cycle and how women work because we had male coaches so they were almost getting trained to getting to know about the hormones and the cycle different type of contraception and that's important because sometimes in that time period uh, women are more likely to get injured during that stage so forcing someone to a high intensity workout can increase ACL injuries and and type of injuries so I think helping coaches understand you is good and being in expressing how you feel on that day if you're not feeling good you got to tell the people as well so they don't expect so much of you yeah so communication is key
0: yeah, knowing your own body, and I've I've heard uh, quite a lot of news around that. I think Sam Kerr's actually got surgery for ACL, right? So that's probably I'd love to dive into that um, another time as well. That's great. Um, okay, I think we're going to switch gears to the future, looking ahead. Um, Andy, yeah. do you want to kick it off?
1: Uh, yeah, sure, definitely. So obviously, you've been doing this a few years now. Uh, there's going to be like Don's daughter as well, Amaya. She's really getting into football. She wants to be you know, yeah. a Matilda, of, you know, she's the, I mean, she's got three options. She could be a Lioness and Matilda or, and I've totally forgot what the Filipinos call themselves now as well. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, so, but um, what would you give to, say, like for Don's daughter, for example, as a young aspiring female player, what advice would you try and give them as well, especially those that have got some cultural differences to others?
2: To always believe in yourself and never giving up never give up to what you believe in. I think also to understand more about yourself, to so get to know yourself and make friends and just have fun. I think that's the biggest part of having fun because part of the football hierarchy is actually game time, you know, how much game time you get. And that's, yeah. it. it puts pressure on the children, you know, it's, It's almost like, am I good enough? That's the biggest question you get asked. Are you good enough? Are you better than everyone else? Of course you are. Of course you just tell yourself you're good enough that you're going to be that person. You can be someone you want to be if you keep working hard. And the children will look up to people who who will make it, you know, and having confidence. Confidence is something that we can work on. And my biggest advice is, to take things slow. Um, life is not football. Life is not a race. It's a, a marathon. So it's going to take time, but I'm sure you'll get there.
1: Uh, I think it's great advice that for kids really going through. It's nice, and hopefully, you know, a few people will listen and do that. So that's, that's really good. Um, obviously, for yourself now, where do you see? Uh, where do you see the future? Of women's football, uh, both Philippines, UK. Obviously, you're quite interested to try and get into the Philippine national team as well. Um, what you know? Do you see it getting bigger and bigger, or how do you see what's happening?
2: In reality, it's going to be slow and steady, but the yeah. up, the uprise of the World Cup has helped, and the Sup- super league as well. Coverage on the yeah. telly. In terms of more people talking about it, it's going to go in the positive direction. So my honest answer is, yes, we're going to get there, but it's going to be a slow progress. It's not going to be a quick instant noodle where it's going to be there in front of you. We've got to work hard for it. We've got to help together and become a team and promote women's sports.
1: Mm. That's good then, and ho- hopefully you'll be part of that as well. Doing that, um, obviously yeah. i I've, I've actually enjoyed recently watching women's football more than the men's oh, football.
3: Yeah.
1: It's just because I feel when I'm watching women's football, there's there's less nonsense when <laughs> when when it's playing. You know what I mean? It's like you, you see them actually playing football, and there's less messing around, trying to do this, trying to you know, trying to get other tactical advantages, and you know. You know sportsmanship, as they say, which I think they need a different word for it. When people are just trying to show that there's a foul when there isn't one, it just feels like it is more about the actual football than anything else. So, and, and I've noticed, like I've done the pub trade for quite a while, and I noticed in the pub trade that when we had the World Cup before, with before lockdown, the amount of people that really got into the game, and I noticed with that World Cup as well is. They, they were filling stadiums and so stadiums were getting filled up and people were going watching it and it became such a big thing and there was a lot of guys in the pub that would would have gone why yeah. is he a woman commentator on football what she got to do with it things like this that all of a sudden were shouting and screaming and shouting the names of female football players and it was it was it was fun and I used to laugh at the people at the time thinking if they could just see themselves what they were and how they are now. They'd have seen how daft they were, but it's I do see the future of women's football myself getting bigger. Like you said, it's a marathon, isn't it? So it's going to take time, but you can see everything keeps getting more and more. There's, and the more people that watch it, the more you know, the more money that gets involved, the, the more they can put in for players where they can actually focus just on the game and get paid an, a, a decent amount of money so then they can go, okay, I can live my life and focus on the actual game itself. Oh, so, yeah, it's nice. It's like, would you prefer to actually just have a full-time job as a football player?
2: I would love to. I think it will help in terms of just having that freedom, but no. I wouldn't, if I'm honest. I feel like I like that freedom of helping other people in the physiotherapy department and no. doing the rehab. So I think having, as a woman, I'm just saying that we're very good at multitasking. I can, yep. I can be this person of playing football on the weekend and also deliver the best service of my clients and get them back into yeah. their full fitness and fixing injuries or recovering. So I wouldn't play full time, but if I had, if I had a chance and I was pay, getting paid well, then yes. But for now, I think I'm happy where I am. Um, It's good balance. And good. I'm sure that the women's sport is going to come along. There's going to be people hating on it, but that's how yeah. you become successful. You got to have hate to have that drive. More people talking yeah. about it, so that's the yeah. other talking.
1: It, it helps promote the diversity and everything as well, doesn't it? Then in, in inclusion, like you said, now there's there's uh, women commentating. Um, you know, doing match of the day. They're 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 there at the ground. They're talking about it. People are watching them play. There's female managers now as well. So it's just nice to see that. I think football itself now, especially recently, is promoting a lot more diversity into the game. And yeah, women are normally better at multitasking, so they can actually <laughs> do a lot more as well. Where they can they yeah. can do football at the weekends and still do the normal thing they do, and still play a game. Like there's a lot of female uh, football players where uh, the main thing they get pregnant. They've got to go and be pregnant, still playing football to a certain point, and then off, have a baby, come back and play football again, where, to be honest, I don't think a bloke could do that, even if it was physically possible. I still don't think they could. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It'd be quite funny to watch. Oh, Um,
3: wow.
1: I will say, Don. Have you got a few other questions you'd like to put in there? Yeah, the just a couple.
0: Just a couple more there. Um, obviously, age gets the better of us, no matter how how super we are. Um, but what other job do you think you would like to get into um, when you hang up your boots from a playing perspective?
2: I'm looking forward to doing my coaching badges and promoting women's sports in terms of posting more freestyling videos or. I had so many lockdown videos that you got to check out because I did so many. Definitely. Flower pots. Flower pots was the the new cone, you know. I didn't have any equipment. I just used the garden and see what what mm. there was. So I used curtain poles stuck it onto the grass and those those were my defenders or I used things that I can use so, such as pots and rocks and just put them as like um drills so that was one thing i had was creativity so Uh i think as a person i think having that deliverance of that coaching and motivating other people i can use that in terms of when i when i feel like i'm ready
0: yeah brilliant um and it sounds like well you know the importance of listening so i'm sure you'll make a good coach as well what about tv punditry yeah, so like if you'd be a commentator in front of the TV talking about football, you know, that type of stuff, getting in front of the camera.
2: <laughs> to be honest, I feel like I would be too ambitious to say that I could do it. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be so much educational and workshops to do to get yourself into that. Um, yep. you gotta work hard to be where you want to be. I feel like there's no shortcuts into in terms of being a TV commentator, you got to know your shit, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. sorry for the language, but you need to know your stuff and deliver it and have passion with it. If someone's contradicting you, some fire back with some yeah. evidence and tell them how it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, excellent. Nice. And then um, my last and favorite question that I usually go to is like retirement life for you. Um, I guess a very simple question is, do you see yourself retiring in... England or the Philippines or another country?
2: I don't know where I'll be. I think I'll be still jet-setting off to different countries with my partner with the Gulf. But if yeah. I ever had retirement, I think it'll be somewhere in Asia because we love the culture and the food. Um, There's great
1: golf courses there as well. No?
2: Yeah, and I think having an apartment, possibly one day or having connection in Dubai, so... It, would, it wouldn't be one place. I think I, me and my partner get bored easily in terms of staying one place. So we were looking at places in Nantwich, having, you know, different property everywhere was one yeah. of the biggest things, but having somewhere to settle down and you'd never know. I feel like the future is unexpected, but yeah. I know that the future yeah. is going to be bright as long as you work hard for it and know yeah. many nice. people. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's great, and then just a minute to wrap up. Then I think that's all our questions. Leah, how did you yeah. find that pod experience?
2: Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, it's almost like we're working as a team to collect that's information it. and build that future.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yes. And then hopefully so this isn't perfect. Way to... Yeah, and this isn't that. Hopefully, we can have more chats like this as well. We'd love to dig in a little bit deeper, but uh, today, look, yeah. thanks for sharing your story. I think many can relate to this, especially for. Other girls wanting to follow a similar path to you. I know my daughters will be keen to uh, listen to this as well. So yeah, thanks for thanks for coming in. Um, any final words from you, Leah, before I wrap this up?
2: Keep believing yourself and never give up. That's Brilliant. all I can yeah. say.
3: Especially Excellent.
1: you, Amaya.
0: Yes, that's it. Okay, <laughs> great, Andy. I think we can wrap this up. Hey, eh? thanks again, guys. So that's a wrap from. Yeah, BBC. thank you very
1: much, Leah. This was amazing.
0: Cheers. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye now.
2: Bye.